what was. Men on the front lines. Men on the front lines. Men on the front lines. We call for these mighty men of valor. The Lord put a vision in my heart for a new movement amongst men in the body of Christ. The Lord says that I'm going to make champions out of those who would gather unto me. And I believe what men on the front lines will do. And I see it going into the nations. He's going to raise the bar among men. It's time for heroes to arise. I'm Robert Hodgkin, and this is Heroes Arise, Men on the Front Lines, social media broadcast equipping, encouraging, and empowering you to arise as the hero, the warrior, and the champion that God created you to be. You matter, you're important, and you have a key role to play for the kingdom in the earth. So thanks, as always, for joining me again this week so we can continue to pour into you. You know, you've been hearing us talk about uh, sin a lot lately and the importance of repenting and turning away from sin. And sin in the church is one of the reasons that we're in the situation that we're in in our nation and the nations around the world. And you know, that's all very real. It's all very true. It's all very important. But this week we wanted to take a different tack on the Second Chronicles 714 strategy that God has given us to see a great awakening in the United States of America and the world. We want to talk about what about when you get the revelation of the importance to turn away from sin, but it's a wrestle. You're really trying, but you're almost trapped in its grip. So we wanted to talk about that this week, and we're going to give you some real keys on how you or someone that you love that you're contending for can break free from the grip of sin that seems to have a lock on them. But just before we get into that, two quick announcements. Don't forget to go to my YouTube channel, the Robert Hodgkin YouTube channel. We have dozens and dozens, if not hundreds and hundreds, of free videos for you there. We're actually trying to build our audience on YouTube for a couple reasons. One, we know that um, most of our audience, thousands and thousands of people, watch the show here on Facebook Live as we stream it out. Um, but one of the things we've noticed is, as great as the response is on Facebook, a few days or definitely a few weeks later, as it gets pushed down the page, it's harder to find. But on my YouTube channel, it's very easy to find anything, because you can just do a keyword search, and everything comes right up. And we have playlists, like all the Heroes Arise shows I've done. Um, we have a God TV playlist for all the shows I've done for God TV. So go to Robert Hodgkin channel on YouTube. Be sure to subscribe, and you will get a notification every time we upload new content and it'll be easy for you to find it and share it with others in the future. Okay, the other thing I want to make sure you know about is Firewall USA. We have initiated a 24-7 prayer effort for the United States of America. Every moment of every day and every night between now and the election, we have prayer and intercession going for the USA. It's necessary, it's needed, and you can be a part of it. All you have to do is go to firewallusa.com and click the join link and it will walk you right through the few steps of signing up for your prayer slot. We've got decrees, we've got prayer points, we've got everything you need 
to fill your one hour slot of prayer. You can uh, sign up for a slot every day, every week, once a month, or you can even simply go and sign up for a single hour of prayer for the USA and you can get those decrees and those prayer points to make it easy. I want to encourage you to do it. We're at a critical hour in the United States of America, a really critical hour, but God is getting our attention because he has a plan, he has a solution, and you are part of it. Prayer works, prayer matters, prayer will make a difference in this nation. And Firewall USA makes it easy for you to join in. The other thing is, I want to be honest with you, when, every time, every day when I pray my Firewall USA prayers, no matter how I'm feeling when I go into it, by the, a few minutes into it, and definitely by the time I come out of it, I am so heartened, I am so encouraged, I am so excited about who God is, how much he loves this country, and the great things he has for it. So if you've been wrestling at all, I encourage you, go to firewallusa.com, sign up, be a part of the solution. We are going to make history for Jesus. Okay, let's get into this week's topic, escaping the grip of sin. Joining me is my guest, Dustin Williams. Hello, it's good to... Good to be here. I'm grateful to have you here, Dustin. Now, um, for those of you who may not yet know Dustin really well, Dustin is part of the pastoral team of my church, Shiloh Fellowship. You also work a lot with Katie Susie. You do a lot of media with her, and you are a regular guest host of her show, Faith with Katie. Yes, yes, and that's, that's been amazing. I, I can't believe what God's doing with that show and uh, with yours and Patricia's, and I mean, God's doing some amazing things through you guys and your ministry. Well, we, we, we do know the, the power of media, and I want to encourage all of you, jump on social media, fill it with your posts, fill it with scriptures, fill it with your heart. Um, you know, that's what we did. I started in media years ago doing little 90-second clips, little yeah. encouragements, and now you look and we're reaching people all over the world. And we're doing this show because you had reached out to me, and this really was on your heart. And when you shared it with me, I thought, oh, this is so good because we really have been ringing the alarm bell to the church in the United States of America and the world to say, hey, God is really trying to get our attention about the importance of turning away from sin right now. Yes. That The great awakening that's coming to the USA and other nations is going to start with a great awakening in the church. And God is highlighting this not because he's mad and wants to punish us, but because he wants us to grab hold of that mm -hmm. Second Chronicles 7.14 model and really humble ourselves, pray, seek his face, yeah. and turn from our wicked ways, and that will change things in the nation. Yeah. But you reached out to me and said, well, you absolutely agree, and you're so on board, you help create the FirewallUSA.com <laughs> website. You're integral to this effort. And yet you said, you know, I know there are people out there, though, that have heard the clarion call and want to respond, but they're wrestling in getting free from sin. And it really broke my heart when I thought about it, because I thought, you're right. And I thought about things I've wrestled with over the years, yeah. and going back to God again and again and again and saying, Father, I know you've set me free. Help me walk in that freedom. So today's show is for you guys. Today's show is for you heroes and you warriors and you champions who are contending with a sin issue, but you're really contending. And I want you to know you're not disqualified. You're part of the solution. And even you're contending, not only does that make a difference, but we believe that you're going to be able to break free of the grip of sin. So before we get into the specifics, share a little bit more about how this came on your heart and why you know it's so important. Yeah, so, you know, I've pastored now for going on 19 years, which... Um, has just seemed like a blink of the eye uh, for mm. me and my wife and our family. But, uh, you know, uh, coming from it at, for, with a pastor's heart, but also as a young man that has battled mm. sin issues, um, you know, tiny sin issues, big sin issues. 
and um, really contending for freedom in some of those things. And it just seems like, man, I can't seem to shake this. I can't seem to get over this. And so um, what really, I guess, woke me up to uh, the urgency of dealing with sin um, was the, the story of a man by the name of Aaron Ralston. And a lot of people know him because he's made famous through, um, through the news cycle and also has a movie called 127 Hours that was made for, you know, from his story. Yeah. But uh, went hiking in the Utah desert uh, near Moab, um, was by himself, didn't tell anybody where he was going. And he, he had a fall. Uh, a boulder fell on his arm and trapped him. Mm. And he was trapped there for 127 hours, four days, uh, and with limited food and water, all those things. And um, what stuck out to me about his story was the perseverance that he had to not only deal with the situation, yeah. but survive it. It's amazing. It's amazing to me how many Christians um, don't realize their poten the potential they have to overcome the sin battles in their life and to come out of it better than they were before. If, if you follow Aaron at all, um, he's now a motivational speaker, travels all around the world and, and basically encourages people to not give up, yeah. to not give in. Yeah. So. Well, I know his story. I haven't seen the movie because I don't know that I can make it through it. Um, I get very queasy around mm -hmm. that stuff. But I knew his story, the basics of it, and then you told me more details. But um, for those of you who don't know the full details, the way he escaped was he actually had to cut his own arm off with a, you said, like a dull Swiss Army knife. I didn't yeah. even know it was dull. And I had asked you because I haven't watched it and I, I do get queasy. How did he not pass out or bleed out doing that? And you said, well, he did pass out several times. And the reason he didn't bleed out is because he did take some forbearance. And he, he I don't know if it was right or left mm -hmm. arm, but he put a tourniquet around it. Yeah. And, I, and I thought, talk about perseverance. You're literally cutting. I mean, it's. We were talking about, I said, this is Matthew 5, 29 and 30, <laughs> yes. where Jesus is saying, I'll just use verse 30, if your hand, even your strongest hand, causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It's better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. Yeah. And I've always wrestled with that scripture because I know our God is not a God of mutilation. Mm -hmm. But there's such a scriptural truth here, which really is value nothing more than walking in the imputed righteousness we have in Christ Jesus. And if you're wrestling with a sin issue, re realize it's not who you really are and cut yeah. yourself off to it. And then Aaron's story, as you said, yeah. opened your eyes and started giving you this heart because he literally cut off his arm yeah, to and escape a dangerous, deadly situation. Exactly. And, and he realized that his arm was already dead. Our sin that we deal with is dead. Yeah. It was holding him back mm. from life. Mm. And so either he could stay down there anchored to the rock and die, yeah. or he could make the gutsy call and cut off his own arm. And I can't even imagine, I like just, uh -uh. just the thought of it, I'm like, man, but why can't we approach sin that way? Right. To where we, we, we just, we stop pretending and just know that as believers, we all struggle with sin. Yeah. You know, some sins are different than other sins. We understand all that. But sin is sin to God. And right. so uh, we, have to, we have to deal with it and 
so that we can step in to that life that God has for us. It's just yeah. like Aaron stepped into life. Yeah. You know, he... And now he's part of a solution. You see, now he's a motivational speaker. And again, that's what we've been talking about in regards to Second Chronicles 7.14 and where we are as a nation, is the church has to turn from its wicked ways. And it begins yeah. with that, that whole idea of this isn't who I am. We've recently done some shows with Robert Osti talking about identity and, and having son identity, not sin identity. And then that's why I wanted to bring you in because this dovetails so nicely is it begins with realizing even if I'm currently wrestling with this, mm -hmm. it's not who I am. I'm yeah. dead to this and I need and crying out to God and saying, Lord, I need your help. I want to turn from this. I know this is not who I am. I know this is not part of the solution in this hour. I want to be on on uh, in line with you. Yeah. Every other area of my life I am. I'm not because we're not making excuses. We're not saying, hey, sin's no big deal. We're saying it is a big deal, but we know there are many of you out there who have said, I know this is a big deal. I know this is not okay. I know it's not who I am. And I have tried and tried and tried, but I feel like it's got me in its grip. Uh, um, sorry, Aaron. Dustin has some keys for us today yeah. to help you break free of this. So I'm gonna I'm gonna walk through some of the questions that you had sent to me that, that we, we have to ask to get free of this. What do we do when we fall or we fail? What do we do when we realize, especially that sin that we have turned from, we know is wrong, we want nothing to do with, and yet we find ourselves back in it again? What do yeah. we do in those situations? Well, we have to remember, number one, that the devil is a liar. I mean, I know that sounds so cliche to say, the devil is a liar, yeah, yeah. but he is. Yeah. And so when, when we're stuck in sin or when we fall into sin, uh, the first thing that pops into our minds and our hearts is that uh, this time God isn't going to take us back. This is, this is the straw that broke the camel's mm -hmm. back. And uh, you have to realize that God's uh, mercy for us is infinite. Uh, when we can go to him and confess our sins and, and turn them over to him, he's faithful and yeah. just to forgive us. Yeah. And so what, what I um, have done with this to try to teach my own kids, my, I've got two boys and a girl, I've tried to teach them that they're never too far away from God. Mm. And, 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 and so as I'm teaching them to ride a bike, and this is a perfect analogy, um, I prepare them and I say, son, or daughter, she's still riding with training wheels, so she's not, she hasn't had the talk yet. But son, I'm taking these off yeah. and you will fall. Because sometimes obstacles are in the road, sometimes your balance is off, whatever the case, you will fall and it's gonna hurt. Mm. And you might get bloody, you might not get bloody, but you have two choices. Either you can walk away from that bike or you can get up. Yeah and try again. Yeah. And, and I said, if you get up, that's what makes you a man. Yeah. And I'll tell the same to, to my little girl, but what makes you a woman, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, if I can encourage those that are watching right now, don't give up. Mm. God loves you. Yeah. He's a patient God. <laughs> yeah. Thank God he's patient. Yeah. Yeah. He's more patient than I am, that's yeah. for sure. 
and he wants to see us walk in that fullness. You know, I remember very early on in my walk, I've been a Christian for, let me think, 17 and a half years now, and very early on in my walk, not having grown up with this stuff or being aware of it, one of the scriptures God highlighted to me out of Hebrews was where it says, boldly come before the throne of grace in your time of need to obtain mercy and help. Mm -hmm. And I remember very early on in my walk, the Lord really had to highlight to me, for me, the most important part of that was not just the boldly come, not just the throne of grace, not just to obtain mercy and help. Mm -hmm. It was in your time of need. Yeah. And I, I remember the way God put it to me was basically what bubbled up in me was not when you're being Johnny Super Christian. This isn't based on when you really got it going on, you can come to me and I'm there for you. It's no, you're my son and I want you to be bold about coming to me, especially when yes. you need it. And Dustin, there have been times over the years when I've been wrestling with things and our audience knows I still sometimes wrestle with irritation and traffic. And it's a, it's a thing for me and sometimes I do great and then all of a sudden I find myself in, back in that place of selfishness and impatience and I hate that I go back there. But what I love is even when I really blow it, and I don't like that in those moments I'm releasing impatience and selfishness out into the atmosphere of my community, but I know I can boldly go to God and say, Father, I blew it today, but I'm boldly coming to you. I know this is not okay, I'm making no excuses for it, but I'm coming to you because yes. I need help right now. And that's what I love. Even as we're talking about the importance of the church having to turn from sin right now to see the great awakening, to see the healing come to, the, the, to America, to the USA, I want you to know, I believe this with all my heart, what God is really dealing with is the sin that people aren't brokenhearted over. Mm -hmm. The sin in the church, uh, and I'm not making an excuse for any sin, but what I'm saying is the real thing he's trying to bring yeah. alignment into is the people who are cheating on their wives and saying nobody knows. The people who are, you know, uh, the, the ministers, the priesthood that are praying on their flock and saying it's no big deal. I still go out there and I get a word of knowledge. Who cares? It's all okay. Mm -hmm. And they, when we are actively trying to turn from something, you are not part of the problem. You are becoming part of the solution. And before we move to the next thing, is there anything you feel to encourage the people or minister to the people in that? Because when you brought this up to me, I could feel the hearts of those people that are like, I'm trying, but I'm wrestling. I, yeah. I want to encourage you that trying is important. Yeah, I mean, uh, when I was a young man, um, teenager, I developed quite the foul mouth. Mm. Um, and you know, it was, it was definitely, um, the culture and, and high school and different things like that. But, you know, I was, I was working a full-time job in high school and uh, around some, some pretty rough people, but I developed a, a very bad tongue. I mean, I cursed, uh, to say I cursed like a sailor, I've never been around a sailor that cursed, yeah. so I don't have anything to compare it to, but um, it was a problem. And uh, I can remember just uh, as, I, as I began coming back to the Lord, God dealing me, dealing uh, with me on that, and it just seemed like I could not mm. kick it. Mm. I could not kick the habit. Mm. It was over and over again. You know, something would happen, and I would just go off, and I would use this word and that word to describe my frustration. Yeah. And uh, so I began to do something. I began to just um, every day in the morning when I'd wake up and I'd spend my time when in in the Bible and and in prayer, yeah. I would say, God, I need help. Yeah. Deliver me from cussing. Yeah. And and I would go about my day and I would cuss and I would do 
everything, and I would feel so disappointed, right? And then, you know, I just kept doing that. And about three months later, I noticed I, I wasn't cussing anymore. And I, I don't even remember the moment when I stopped. It just, it was gone. Yeah. Because I had sacrificed that over, to, over and over again. God, take this from me. God, take this from me. God, take this from me. And he took it from me. What I love and the key for us in this is what we've talked about, making no excuse for it, yet at the same time not giving into a place of disqualification and condemnation to where you can't even come to God with it. So the key is we make no excuse for the sin, but we also, um, we give it to God again and again and again. Mm -hmm. It's almost like, to me, it's like forgiving somebody who's really wronged me. I've had yeah. a few people that have really wronged me, and I have almost forgiven as an act of faith for quite some time sometimes before all of a sudden I felt like my yes. heart was completely okay towards them. Yes. But I would regularly, every time I noticed that burn in my heart, I'd say, Lord, what they did was not okay, but me having a wrong heart towards them, not okay either. By faith, I forgive them. By faith, I put my, mm -hmm. my, my, my wrestle with the injustice of it on the altar. And you were doing that every day by saying, Lord, I'm not making excuses for this, but I'm also not going to let my struggle with this keep me from your presence. Yes. Because I'm a son. This isn't based on my performance. It's based on what you did for me. So as I wrestle with this, I'll continue to meet with you. I'm going to give this to you over and over and over again. And then one day it was gone. That's amazing. It's gone. And I didn't even know it was gone. I love that. <laughs> I love yeah. that. Mm -hmm. So don't let the wrestle make you feel so condemned that you won't go to God, but regularly give that thing to him over and over and over again, because maybe it's like, maybe it's the breaking free equivalent of when Paul talks about evangelism, some water, some, mm -hmm. some plant, some water, but the work is unto God. So as long yeah. as we're planting the righteousness, watering the righteousness by saying, Lord, I know this isn't okay. I need your help. I'm giving it to you. And then all of a sudden, one day, boom, you were free. Yeah. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Okay. So um, one of the things I want to quickly touch on, and I know we could do a whole program on this because I have with Katie, who you work with Katie Souza quite a bit. Mm -hmm. She has such a revelation about soul healing. One of the things I learned from her in areas I was wrestling yeah. was that you know, the blood, we have to have the blood. The blood works. The blood is important. Jesus shed his blood for us. The blood removes the sin as far as the east is from the west. But God gave her a revelation about when we sin or sins are done against us, our soul actually gets wounded. Yeah. So, and, and I had to look it up and it was, gosh, I don't have it in front of me, but I think it's Proverbs 6. It's either Proverbs, I think it's Proverbs 6 that says when a man uh, commits adultery or sins, he wounds his soul. Mm -hmm. So I thought, okay, it's right there, God. And so yeah. she got this revelation of um, soul healing, not because the blood isn't enough. The blood removes the sin, but as long as there's that wound in that soul, even though the sin's gone, the devil can still kind of torment you. Yeah. And one of the things that helped me out was getting soul healing, especially in those areas where I had been wrestling, and that helped break me free in many ways. Yeah, and same here. You know, soul healing um, is something that, uh, you know, Katie sees a ministry, that's like our, our thing, right? Yeah, she's and amazing. And so when you have conflict in the office, where we, we that's the first thing we go to. Well, how's your soul doing? Yeah. You know, yeah. have you allowed anything to, you know, cause a wound, offense, yeah. which is a huge one, come in and disrupt? Right. And so, um, you know, getting that right, um, asking God to show you those wounds, where they're at. Yeah and how to deal with them is so important to overcoming sin. And then let them know, give them the, uh, the, the website for Katie where she, they can get some of her teaching. Um, yeah, 
you can go to katiesouza.com uh, or you can find Katie Souza on Facebook and look for that blue check mark. Uh, that's how you know it's official. There you go. And so many resources for free that we just want to give people because we want to see people walk in fullness and healing, overcoming sin, overcoming trauma, overcoming all those things so that they can be who, who God's called them to be. Right on, right on. Well, we've got, we've got about 10 minutes left, so I want to get through two more points that are really important. One being, one of the things you want to talk about is how do we respond to other people's sin that are affecting us or affecting our family. In other words, that loved mm-hmm. one who is, is trying to break free and is wrestling, what, what can we do? Because obviously the loved one who's wrestling with it, they've got to break free. Yeah. We can't do it for them, but there are things we can do to come alongside them. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, um, you know, I, I did a message years ago uh, and I called it toxic relationships and I had such a huge response to that and they're Mm. like how come people aren't talking about toxic relationships and and I said well you know because we don't really know how to identify them and uh, you know when I talk about like addiction and and knowing somebody that's struggling with a sin addiction maybe they're not even a believer but you're like man you're destroying your life with that how do you approach them and how do you deal with them and it's really easy to confuse dealing with something in the spirit versus dealing with something in the natural. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, because our world tells us to deal with it one way, God says to deal with it this way. Yeah. And, uh, you know, what, what it means to me is, is growing up with a father who is highly addicted to alcohol. Yeah. Um, he wasn't abusive or anything like that, but financially it was devastating mm. to our family. Um, you know, and, and it just caused this big riff uh, because this is what his life was being drawn to constantly. And that's what, you know, addiction or habitual sin yeah, is. Right, right. You know, you keep going back to it. I think uh, Paul writes that it's like a dog going back to their, mm. their vomit yeah, or their spit right, up. Right. And, uh, you know, how do you, how do you watch that happening and how do you deal with it? Yeah. Because we've all been there. Well, we've got to deal with it in the spirit. And, and that first and foremost goes by asking God, God, how do I pray for yes. this person? How do you want me to pray? Because in the natural, I want them to, st- to just say, stop being stupid. Right. But in the supernatural. Don't you see the devastation this is having on our family or on our marriage? Yes. Yeah, totally get yes. that. You want to confront them in the yep. natural. But, but we've got to go to the spirit and confront mm. them in the spirit. And that starts with asking God, how do you want me to pray for this? Because in the natural, if I pray for it, I'm just going to pray for the addiction. But there might be something that God specifically wants to show me that I can pray for for that person. Maybe it's a generational thing. Right. You know, maybe it's trauma that they right. dealt with when they were little that, that led to this codependency that they have. Yeah. And uh, so, so starting there. Start ministering to them in the spirit. One of the scriptures that I have used for family members wrestling with um, addiction issues, and, and I won't even go to the whole thing, but um, one of the scriptures that I leaned into was Philippians 3.13, and this is the New Living. I used a different translation, but it'll give the idea. For God is working in you, giving you the desire to obey him and the power to do what pleases him. So I would pray over this family member every day, Lord, thank you that you're at work in their heart, you're yeah. at work in their soul, and Lord, you know they're wrestling, but you love them. Pour out your love upon them. Let them know they're loved and accepted in you and by you, and Lord, in that as you bring healing 
healing to their soul. Let them begin to want yes. to break free, to want to walk in alignment with your will and your way and your best for them. And then I declare Philippians 3.13 mm -hmm. over them. And it was a battle. It was a wrestle. Um, and yeah. this family member, I want to be honest, this family member is still wrestling. But the huge shift that's happened is now they want to be free. Yeah. Whereas before it was... You know, every excuse, you know, they get mad at me for even wanting to help. So there's there's a tool for you. You can lean into Philippians 3.13 and pray that over that loved one. But you go to war for them in the spirit, um, and that will ultimately do more good. It's not that you don't, I mean, and there is issues where you have to draw boundaries. You might have to confront in the natural as well, but we'll do way more yeah. damage to this thing by dealing with it in the spirit. Yeah, the just to come back full circle to my dad. I yes. mean, he got delivered when I was about 10 years old overnight wow. no more alcohol wow. not a drop um and um he's he's pastoring today right and on. so uh it's it's possible and yeah. it you know god wants to do it we just have to believe him for it amen and sometimes we need to believe him for the the loved one who's not willing to be to believe for it yeah. and we can do that okay which brings me to our, the last thing i think it's important that we cover because so much so often when there's an ongoing wrestle um, even for the people who really are well-intended and want to break free, guilt and shame and condemnation get mm -hmm. in. And I know for me, when I, I was wrestling with some things in the past, and I remember going to the Lord one day, and it had to do with irritation and anger. And I went to the Lord one day, and I said, Lord, you talk about in your word how you forgive, you know, we're to forgive seven times 70. Yeah. And I remember saying to God, that's only 490. I've got to be getting close. And the Lord spoke to my heart, Dustin. He said, you're not even at one. And I remember thinking, God, you're amazing at everything you do, but you're not very good at math. Because I can think of a dozen examples just in the last several weeks. But the Lord said, but every time you've come to me, your heart has been broken over this. You've asked for my forgiveness. You've received the blood of my son to remove the sin from you and the effects of others. You've tried to make it right when you could. And he said, when I remove it, I remove it. You're not even at one. Now, he wasn't giving me an excuse. And I didn't take away from that going, oh, good, I can do this as much as I want. It was, no, I don't, hold, I don't want condemnation. I remember in something else once that I talked to the Lord about, he said, I'm glad you're convicted, but you've allowed condemnation to get in. And that's not of me, that's of the devil. Yeah. So talk a little bit about how do we overcome guilt, shame, and condemnation, especially when we're trying to break free, we're wanting to break free, we're, 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 yeah. we're co-laboring with God to break free, and we're in the wrestle so often, as opposed to being encouraged that we're gaining some ground, or we went 10 days instead of three days, that guilt, shame, and condemnation comes in. Yeah. You know, um, when you look at the word shame, um, it's so closely associated with pride. Uh, mm. when you break it down mm. and let me let me kind of walk you through um, this is my thought process <laughs> so hopefully it resonates with with your audience but I have a problem I believe if you know what it is it'll cause you to look at me differently oh. to judge me and therefore I'm gonna keep it to myself so shame mm. can be similar to pride because they they both come from a place of, of our broken sin nature. And shame has kept many people from pursuing God. Yes. Because they're not good enough. Right. And so 
just to uh, to kind of wrap it up, uh, one of the phrases that I've heard over and over again by uh, one of my dear pastor friends is, you know, he'll he'll say this. He'll say, "It's okay to not be okay." Oh. It's okay to not be okay. It's it's okay to admit that not only to God but to uh, Christian brothers and yes, sisters. Right. Yeah. You know what? I had a hard day today. I need mm-hmm. you to pray for me. Mm-hmm. Now, if, now, if you take that and say, I had a hard day today, let me tell you who I had a hard day with, and it turns into gospel, right. that's, that's, right, not, right, right. that's not the right place to go. But when you can... Or why you, it's somebody else's fault I had the hard day. Exactly. Yeah. But when you say, I had a hard day, and I'm not okay, yeah. do that. Yeah. that. That's empowering. Yeah. You're empowering uh, yourself to rise above guilt, shame, and everything that goes with it. Yeah. Because when you start keeping it to yourself, you start hiding it, it can very easily turn into a pride thing. Yeah. And I think that's the problem with so many Christians is, is we have to put on this happy face on Sunday mornings. Right, right. Of course, on, we're all online right now, so we're putting the happy face online but, <laughs> uh, <laughs> with the emojis. Uh-huh. Um, but we have to put on this face and this front that everything's okay. Uh, when will we be comfortable enough as Christians and human beings to say, man, I'm really struggling with this. Yeah. Can you pray for me? Well, I know in my personal experience with some of my closest brothers who are part of my accountability team, um, that whole, and I don't have it in front of me, but it's in the book of James where it talks about be faithful to confess your sins mm-hmm. to your brothers. And that's not a, you know, hang your head, feel horribly ashamed and let them beat you up for it. Part of the reason I believe the Lord says that is something breaks when you're willing to say, yeah. I'm bringing this out of the darkness. I've been wrestling with this. And, you know, something my former pastor and still dear friend Bart Hathaway told me once. He said, we all need people in our lives who believe in us but aren't impressed by us. Mm. And what he meant by that is someone we can go to who we know what we say will not change how they look at us. But they'll say, yeah, no, this isn't okay, but I'm here with you. I'm here for you. And it won't make them look at us any differently because they love us. But... I found that even, because he and I used to get together, when he was my pastor, we'd get together for lunch once a week, and we'd talk, you know, sports and fun stuff, but if we were wrestling with anything, we'd be honest with each other, and I often found the thing that I almost didn't want to tell him, when I did, I'd be like, oh, I I actually just kind of felt it break, because I brought it out of the darkness and say, hey, I'm wrestling with this, I'm not making any excuses for it, I I want you to know, hold me accountable. And he always would, and it was never, he didn't hold it over my head, but he was like, hey, I've been praying for you, how you doing with this? And we'd check in and we'd be there for each other, and then all of a sudden I felt like I had an ally in the battle as opposed to having to hide things. Yes, yes. And I think one thing, I'm gonna do a selfish pitch for your book, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 31 Decree Blessings for Men. Now, women can read this too. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, but man, this has so blessed me. But I mean, on the very last chapter, you, you write about heroic holiness yeah. and decreeing pure, purity mm-hmm. for your life. And so uh, I want to just thank you because I mean, I was doing this this morning. Oh, awesome. And uh, it was such a blessing to me. But well, the, the key to that book, and I, I use it. I don't know if you're supposed to say that, but I use that devotional myself. But the key to that book, the strategy God gave us, was there's so many lies about men in culture right mm-hmm. now. There's so many truths about men that need to be cleaned up. But in that, all these yes. lies are getting attached to it. That it was really important. He said, I want to remind my sons who they really are. Remind them what they've been blessed with so that they have an image of themselves. And all of a sudden, that other stuff starts to fall away. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, so that there's another key for you. You can get um, that decree book or other decree books or anything that helps remind you who you truly are. But you don't have to be guilty or ashamed. I'll take it back to what God highlighted to me that I already shared about out of Hebrews 4. In my time of need is when I need to boldly come to my Father. Not to make excuses for what I've wrestled in, but to know He's there for me and He loves me. So, Dustin, just before we go, we've got to wrap things up. But would you do me a favor? Look into your camera and pray for the audience as you feel led because yeah. you've pastored and counseled many um, uh, to help them get free of the grip of sin, the stickiness of sin, those sins that they know are wrong, they don't want anything to do with, but they've wrestled with. Mm -hmm. You have ministered and pastored people to get them free of the guilt and shame, and so they're walking in freedom right now. So yeah. as you feel led, and even if you get any words of knowledge or anything, minister to the yeah. audience as you feel too. Oh, man. Heavenly Father, we just, uh, first and foremost, we just want to um, thank you because it was the sacrifice of your son on the cross that makes it so possible for us to walk in the fullness of your love, your mercy, your forgiveness, your grace. And so, God, my heart is for those that, that feel like they... Uh, they're so far from God, maybe uh, because of sin issues, or maybe just because they've allowed themselves to become uh, lethargic in their faith. God, I pray right now a renewing in their spirit, in their soul right now. God, I pray as, 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 as those watching us right now, men, women, children, teenagers, whatever, that, God, you would begin to reveal some of the small areas where we might have wounds in our soul. Wounds that, that, that we thought at the time were no big deal, but they, 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 they keep causing us strife and sin and shame mm -hmm. and guilt. God, we pray for healing right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I feel like there's just chains wrapped around individuals. Just chains. And you say, I've been carrying this for so long. It's so heavy. I, I, I've almost become used to it because I just have to cart it around and I go to God. But I just, I feel like I can't ever get rid of it. We pray right now that that would be broken in Jesus' name. Amen. That would be broken in Jesus' name. And what you need to do now is, is find somebody that, that will pour into your life, maybe a pastor, a minister, a Christian friend. I know we've got Facebook groups, women on the front line, men on the front line that you can join, people there to encourage you, speak into your life. Go do that right now. Find somebody on that page that you can talk to. Amen. Amen. Dustin, thank you so much for being thank with you. us. And thank you for being with us. I'm Robert Hodgkin. And this has been Heroes Arise.